1: in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
2: i not get paid more i got paid less to actually fight for you
1: you know mm-hmm. what
2: i'm saying so i just feel like they they focus too much on you know what I'm saying, them seven, I feel like this game, bro, this fighting, bro, this is punching people, like, I'm a winner,
3: but when like, you've been a, in the Shark Tank, you can see all that coming, all that yeah, mess yeah, yeah, yeah. coming, you can see I, everything,
2: but I feel saying, you, like, I'm, I feel I'm, I'm, you, I made it to this point, yep, to shine light on that too, like, we gotta respect the fighters, like, I know, I know a guy that have became somebody main event, and their champion, but I'll have walked in the same event with this guy, and they, you can't go over there. I'm like, bro, this is... Treat like that. This the dude. Like, this is my... Like, y'all... So it's like, I have so, never been hmm. uh, asked to judge a fight or this. No, and i appreciate pretty sure it come now. You know what I'm right. But, but it took been, you I've having to get a, a UFC contract. I didn't have belts. I didn't been fighting for a minute. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely like I feel like they should um give more love to the fighters that really sacrificing their life. Because I'm trying to kill you and I'm You know, what, I mean? you know what, yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like I know what this guy trying to do to me. And I know what every other fighter gotta do to make it. So as a fighter, I feel like man, I, of course I feel like pay should be better on every I feel like you can't even put a price on it. Or how much people should get paid. Um, but at the same time I understand that it's business, but at the same time, I'm glad, you know what I'm saying I'm in my position that I'm in you no know, now and that's why I work so hard because you gotta go all or none.
3: That's it, bro. You gotta yep.
2: have like, as a fighter, you gotta go all or none. Like you gotta be in the, the gym, the track, you know what I'm saying? The 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 like the, the salad bar. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be at every place to get everything. You can't can't, can't get, you know what I'm saying, down on. Like, if you don't, if you ain't tall, fix it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go like, learn a, a technique that works for you. Like, you, you, it's no excuses. If you're going to do it, you got to do it. So it's like, yeah, but I, I definitely feel like, man, the community don't get enough, um, like, you know, appreciation. As fighters, as coaches, uh, and the promotions are actually the ones that can actually change that because they can do more for the people that's actually making them money and making their promotion is successful. And then it do kind of feel weird that after a fighter gets to a certain point, damn, you didn't get me, you didn't say this, and you didn't say, like, man, bro, do you not know having these tickets I sold? Not. So it's like, it's like I know, a, and even ask for my advice on it. Like, if I'm, you know what I'm saying, just have more, ask for more input on the coaches. Right. What you think? Right. Like a promotion should come to Brian Hall and say, hey, what you think can happen to, you know, to help us grow our promotion in Memphis? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, because, you know, and, and that's one of the type of things I feel like. We should get a lot of respect more on just not saying that we just dumb athletes. Like we actually know the business more than you. Cause at the end of the day, we we know where we trying to go. So we know how we grown. We made it to Vegas and y'all haven't conquered missions mm-hmm. yet. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Well
3: we'll never change, bro, because Man, it sounds please. like you got the potential to change the Man. game. Yeah. So you stay you. Um we'll be rooting for you here, bro. Man, I, mean, no doubt. I mean, I wish you all the success in the world. We're hoping appreciate you blow that. all the way up, yeah, man, man, and you just keep in touch, brother. Cause uh, yeah. man, it is, it is, it is fun rooting for Danny Barlow. I ain't no doubt. man. Left, it. Hand, Left to God, hand to
2: God. Yes,
3: I promise it. you that. So appreciate your time. Appreciate you coming in, brother. Man, I appreciate, man.
2: Okay, man. I just want to give a shout out, man, to my sponsors, uh, Ko Cones, uh, God Body Fitness and Nutrition. I uh, want to give a shout out to Jamie 2G uh, Promotion, man. Jamie Grant, man. Uh, appreciate him, man. Like I said before this fight. He actually did like a uh, rolling the auction off a picture at one of the shows. And, and, you know, and everybody, like, well, you looked at you, they're kind of oh, like, what, man? Who is this dude? Like, who is this guy? You know what I'm saying? He was like, man. And so he did his thing. He, he did supported that. Him. He came out um, to Vegas. All my sponsors did, man. So I appreciate those guys, man. And like I said, them, that picture, I told him, I'm like, when he auctioned it, and they looked at him all crazy and they didn't want to pay that $10 for the autograph sign. I was like, look, bro, I'm I, it motivated me to say, man, you know what? Well, I appreciated him, but I looked at him and said, man, I'm going to make these pictures worth more than it. this $10, mm-hmm. man. Love it. So, Love man. it, man. I appreciate my, my sponsors and my, my team, law school, my training partner, Paul Kimber, Brian Hall, my head coach, my cameraman, 4K, man, my brother, you know what I'm saying, Keyman, Kevin Mooney, man. So, yeah.
3: Appreciate you, bro. Dig that.
4: Come back. Jason and John, 929 FM, ESPN.
5: This is Bob Kessling of the Ball Network. Be here each Saturday for all the exciting action of Tennessee football. 929 FM, ESPN, Memphis's sports station.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect, impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives, they bag eggs. Like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.
5: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah. All right, we're back. And as promised, his
3: name is Coach Brooks Monaghan. He's coach of the nationally ranked Memphis women's soccer team. They make this a habit. They're number 12 in the country heading into tonight's home match against SMU. They're riding a five-game win streak. Uh, and 2-0 and oh in AAC play against an SMU team they're going up against tonight that they beat for the AAC championship. Obviously, a big one. Coach joins us now. Coach, first off, thanks for the time, man. And here we are again uh, off to a great start. What's been the key so far, brother?
6: Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate you guys. And, um, you know, what's been the key? I think it's a lot of things. You know, I think that um, uh, leadership is one of the, the biggest parts to our six are one of the biggest uh, reasons for our success um and i have to give credit to our three captains you know just setting the tone every day on and off the field but um obviously you got to have good players um obviously i need good assistance around myself but um it's it's been good so far and we're just trying to keep it going
4: you know speaking of keeping it going I don't think we've had a chance to talk to you since just basically the the bottom fell out of college athletics. Everything is different now. Um, You have uh, transfers immediately eligible. You have NIL, which, you know, is is applying to everybody. And, you know, you look around, and, and, Coach, you know this, college football coaches complain about they don't have enough NIL. College basketball coaches complain about, oh, well, we just have a revolving door of players. And yet here you are. And, and the world of college athletics has been turned on its head, and the show keeps rolling for Memphis women's soccer. Just sort of talk to us about how you have navigated, you know, these these landmark changes, and, and it seems like you're doing better than ever.
6: Yeah, obviously, you know, this NIL stuff, the transfer portal, it, it affects, you know, each sport differently. But it does affect each and every sport, and um, – you know, with the NIL stuff, with where we are in women's soccer, I think um, you know we've got some resources at Memphis that uh, allow us to compete in that area, right? The transfer portal. I mean, you know, everybody has their philosophies. Um, we don't go there much, um, right. you know. I still have that, you know. We, you know, this is not to knock anybody, but we we you know we believe in developing our players. At the end of the day, it's hard to play as a freshman, but you know when our, you know, our freshmen to compare to when they're juniors. You know there's there's a big difference in the right way, but at the end of the day, you know you just can't you can't let that get in the way. You know you just you gotta find a way and not make any excuses. Because everybody in the country doesn't matter what sport you coach. It's easy to make excuses, and you just at the end of the day, I believe that putting our head putting your head down and working hard. That hard work pays off, and um, you know it's, it's 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 worked for us up to this point. So, um, but it is crazy out there. Um, you know, I told somebody the other day, I'm glad I'm 50 and not 30 uh, because hopefully by the time this all trickles down, the craziness, to women's soccer, I'll be retired by that time. Yeah, is,
4: is it is it is it sort of almost is it, is it fair to say, Brooks, that you know because. You know, you don't, you don't look sort of at, you know, women's soccer in college as in the same way. Like, it's not a quote-unquote, you know, revenue sport. I don't mean that sure. detrimentally, right? I mean, it just is what it is. You know, we're not talking about billion-dollar television contracts here and, and, you know, breaking up rivalries and conferences. So does that almost make it a little easier in that way to navigate where, you know, the, the, the Memphis football coach, he may be, you know, his job might be really entirely different. And, and and for you, it's like, oh, you know, maybe this isn't so different. Would that be fair to say because of those
6: reasons? I, I think it's fair to say. But, listen, all of this stuff is a trickle-down effect, right? I mean, you know, you look across the country, right? We're, we're an SEC country. Um, and the money, you know, that they generate and whatnot um, – you know it all comes from the from the football and the basketball but it's trickling down to, to you know to the other sports so um, there is some effect but but you're right you're right I mean it's it's it, it is it's different it's different but um, every year you know these things uh, the trickle down effect does um, affect our sport more and more you yeah, know I mean you know this year that june 15th is the day we can contact 2025 recruits for Mm -hmm. instance right Mm -hmm. and you know not every kid you talk to is asking about nil stuff but there are a few and then next year when we start talking the 26s i guarantee you that more are going to be asking those questions and whatnot so there is an effect it's just not at the extreme of what what we would call the revenue sports
3: um coach you've You've already seen, you got SMU tonight, and we'll talk about that, but you've seen North Texas and, and UTSA, and you've beat them, and I think you've got Rice and Charlotte, and I'm talking about those new programs, obviously, that are coming in the AAC this season. What, what have you thought so far in terms of what they're bringing in? Obviously, you, you've you had a chance to look at them, play a couple of them. Just in terms of the, the quality that they bring in, what, where are they sort of at, and what are they bringing to the table in terms of adding to the AAC?
6: Yeah, and it it's a question. It's funny I ran into Laird yesterday and we were talking about this a little bit. Um you know, every sport is different, mm-hmm. you know, with with UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati leaving. For us, you know, early on I kind of said it's a wash, right? Because we're, you know, we, we 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 lost a few good teams and we're adding some good teams. But, you know, based on the two games we've played so far, now one of those teams in North Texas Texas. for our sport is, is, you know, on paper, they're probably the top team in that league. And then UTSA, they won the conference championship last year. So those were two very, very tough games. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for me, I'm not so sure it's a wash. I think this league, you know, just the competition might be a little bit better. And again, not everybody can say that every, every, every sport is different, but, um, you know, for us, it's it's been a grind in our first two games. And, you know, t- you know tonight will not be any easier. I can guarantee you that.
4: We're talking to Brooks Monaghan, University of Memphis women's soccer coach. And, I mean, it's just I, – I mean, we have to ask you every damn time we have you on because it's true. I mean, when you look at the, the things that you have achieved in your role here, it's uh, – you're the most successful program on campus, man. It's just, it's just absolutely true. And yet you're still here, and I know that you're probably getting offers every single year. I, I assume at some point for you it just becomes about, man, I, I've got it set up. I'm happy. I went to school here. Like is is that is that what it is? I don't want to speak for you, but I mean, is is that sort of a consideration that man? You know, I can do this here. I can be successful. I can get to the you know the third round of the NCAA tournament uh, every single year. I feel like I can do that. Is how much of a sort of consideration is that for you, if and when you're ever getting these offers?
6: Yeah, you know, it's funny you asked that because there was, it was somebody had come to me. Actually, a couple people came to me and said, "Man, they were talking about you on the radio the other day and." this came up what you're asking and somebody thought that my wife had, um, some incredible job. And, um, I will go on record and say (laughs) that, no, she is the, she's the, she's the greatest volunteer out there, but, uh, unless she's, if she's making all this money, I sure the heck don't know about it, but no, it's look, there's, there's several things. Okay. And, um, you know, um, I have to give credit to this administration. They they um no, nah, I'll go on record. For me and being a soccer coach, this administration has given me the most support. And not it's not just about me, our program. And so, you know, you wanna work for good people. Um I am a Memphian, right? I grew up here in Memphis. I was born here, grew up here. I was given a chance at this university when I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and we've really been able to transform this into something special. You know, are there things that, um, you know, I wish were, were, you know, that we had? Everybody has those, you know. I mean, obviously with facilities, uh, but there's some things, you know, in the works right now behind the scenes where I think we're going to get, you know, whether improvements will come. Have I been blessed? Have been offered a lot of uh, you know big names? Yeah, yeah. And it's again, it's not about me. I could have never done it on my own without my assistants and the players buying in. Um, but you know, my family, right? I mean, in life, you know, we're all different people, but certain things are extremely important. And you know, I have my mom and dad in my same neighborhood. They're getting older, and I'm very of a family man. Um, so there's. You know, I I, I, I I call myself half coach, half redneck. We own some, you know, <laughs> some hunting property, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in Mississippi that I couldn't probably afford if I was in New York or, something yeah. or California. Yeah. So There's there's a ton of different things, but, um, you know, and there's pride, man. I mean, we've really built something from scratch that has become, you know, um, you know, a consistent yeah top program right and obviously winning is not easy there's a lot of hard work that's put into it but like you said would i do the same thing at the next school i don't know I, i would like to think i could but there are no guarantees and my you know we always work best when we're comfortable right and we're happy and and you know i am comfortable here so um you know right now it's 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 i you know i bleed blue right now you know Whatever happens in the future, you you know, you can't control everything. But right now, it's just trying to do the best that I can, uh, give everything I can to this program, and, um, you know, very proud to be a Memphis Tiger.
3: Well, imagine Coach SMU's been licking their chops uh, to get back at you. I'd ask you this. When you make a run like you did last year, you make another deep run, you make a deep run in the tournament, you know, after knocking off SMU, uh, you come back, you're nationally ranked each week. Is there a bit of... You know, you are the hunted. You can feel it when they're going against you. I know SMU was already thinking of that. You go back to last year. But, I mean, with the other teams as well, when you've got that national ranking next to your name, I mean, it's. I imagine you're getting each opponent's best every time just because of that. They want to knock off a ranked opponent, a powerhouse program.
6: 100%, huh. you're correct. You know, the lower that number by your name, you know, in regards to ranking, the bigger the, you know, that's what I have said, the bigger the target you've got on your back so the sharper you've got to be and that's the constant message to our kids um you know everybody gets excited to play the popular team or the ranked team i mean just let's look back at last week when and i know oregon was ranked higher than colorado but do you not i mean all the attention to colorado was i mean Mm -hmm. you saw it coming and, and, and you know sport is sport so um you know, and last year, to be honest, when we went on this run, we didn't start off great. And, you know, we were able to kind of use the underdog phrase with our team, right? To, to, because when we got to the end of the season in conference yep. tournament, literally we were the underdog. And I used that, right? And, and I think that's one of the reasons we made the run. Well, this year's different. And we've talked to our team about that. So, you know, like I said, the, the better the ranking, the bigger the target – everybody we're going to get everybody's best game and so far yep. um you know when we've gotten to this league you know i think, I think it's tricky right because you asked me about the league and we're, here we are playing north texas and utsa but look at our non-conference right we played old miss alabama yep. ohio state the kids all know those names and you try to tell them look guys you're going to get the best with the target and to be honest those two games north texas and utsa they weren't our best right but I tell you what, we got their best, and we were we – were, you know, there was – I don't want to call it luck, but we had to grind out those wins. So yep. um, you better believe that SMU, their, their coaches are going to be talking about last year, right? Because that was a close game in the championship, and uh, this is an opportunity. And it's the same message we've given our kids. You better be ready,
3: right? Yep. You you mentioned that game. I'm just curious. I never see you pregame. You you more Deion Sanders pregame, or you more Dan Lanning pregame? Which which pregame <laughs> speech guy are you? Coaching? Hey,
6: we we're, we're, we want the wins, baby, not the clicks. All right. We yes, sir. Wins,
3: yes, sir. Well, la- last thing you had mentioned. I mean, I mean, you're leading. You know, the AAC in a ton of categories, and you'd imagine so. Off to an eight and one start in national rank, but I saw where you mentioned there have been some inconsistencies, and you mentioned you know the grind that it was your first two couple of conference games in terms of tonight and keys. Is it matching SMU's level? Just give us a give us some keys for tonight's match. Starts at seven.
6: Yeah, I mean SMU is very good, right? And they're they're athletic. They play a good brand of soccer. They play with a lot of confidence, um, you know. And again, we, um, you know, I still think with this group, you, you know, you want to peak at a certain time, and I think we're still a ways away from there. You can look at that as a. Positive or a negative, right? I mean, we still have a you know I have not brought the best out of this group, and we are working to get there and I think when we finally are peaking, you know we're gonna to be something special. but the great news is along this journey, um you know I always say it's not a sprint, it's a marathon along you know this marathon run. We're finding ways to win. And as you guys know in no. sport, that is not easy. No. So I'm proud of our girls, but we've got to continue to get better. And we've got to be better than our last two games if we're going to give ourselves a chance to win tonight. He
4: is Brooks Monaghan. He's the coach of the hottest program on campus with those Memphis women's soccer. Appreciate the time as thank always, you so much, Brooks. Coach.
6: Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Have a good day. You yep. too,
4: brother. Talk to you soon. He is Brooks Monaghan.
7: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
4: Walker team. Jeff Calkins is the calmness for the Daily Memphian. <clears throat> Host of the Jeff Calkins show. Uh, he is uh, in parts unknown right now, but still nice enough to join us. Hello, Jeff. How you doing? I'm spectacular. Thanks for asking. You know what's cool, and I, don't, I know you didn't hear it because, um, because you were, you're, were you again, in Parts Unknown.
8: Parts Unknown. Otherwise, I'm an avid listener, but, right. but when I'm in Parts Unknown, I'm less avid.
4: But I always love it when, um, you know, there is a, a, a Memphis, you know, uh, thing, a Memphis theme or what have you, a person. Um, and we just had in studio, perhaps, um, the next great UFC star from Memphis. Did you are you are you aware of this? No, I
8: wasn't I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, so I wasn't aware that so, the next UFC star is from Memphis.
4: Very possibly. Uh so his name is Danny Left-hand to God Barlow, uh product of Westwood, uh played for former University of Memphis running backs coach Anthony Jones there at Westwood. Uh yep. and, and he just won with what they call the Dana White Contender Series. Uh, and if you win that, you get a contract. So he's going to find out in the the next ninety days when his uh, first official uh, UFC fight
8: is going to be. How about that? And when did he start fighting? He,
4: since he was uh, like, uh, yay high, he said. He said he, he, he would, just, they would. He said they would fight for no
8: reason. He said but he's But don't you train to fight in this UFC? Oh, you mean style, like, like you mean like, like in an like official series. capacity? Yeah, yeah. When yeah. did he start? How long has he been fighting? A couple of years few years a couple of years yeah. and was he imposing when he walked in there John Were you shaking in your boots i know I
4: mean, you he, were he's, cool he's, he's just a he's just a big he's a he's a he's a long lean rangy uh, fighter
3: he takes off that shirt and starts throwing that left it'll be imposing but you know he's a 6'2 basketball player looking right. dude right you yeah. should
4: you should you should look it welterweight. up welterweight he actually what's interesting about this is that he had to fight another memphian for the contract one memphian was going to get the contract um, real?
3: yeah, Hunger Games ish,
4: yeah, District
3: one, 901. Two men in a one man lead. Do
8: we know what how much the contract's for? I don't, I don't think we, we know, don't know that, much. and we don't even know how long it is. I guess
4: we, we should have asked that. I don't because I guess there's no, yeah,
8: no... no, yeah, yeah. You don't need to get those into that tawdry because
4: I'm, sure like I'm sure they don't really guarantee you anything past that first of... one, you know. Because if you go if you lose the first one, you know, that might be it, you know. The UFC is a has a short memory. I don't know. I just, I just, you know, we, we have we have athletes everywhere. We had Rampage back in the day, Rampage Jackson, but right. really, really, there's been not that many from Memphis. So I'm, I'm, I mean, honestly, he was he was an incredible personality. He's got the personality to be a star too. Like that's the other thing. You would love him if you were still writing sports. You would absolutely love him because um, he he's not like the uh, big blocky, you know. Oh yeah, I'm just trying to uh you know, whenever like he's got such a great personality. I I'm serious. If if he wins fights, he's going to be a draw. Well,
8: so that's fun. Remem- you got that and you got remember his name, soccer, Number 12 in the country. And uh everything it sounds like everything ever since I left town. That's right. Everything's been trending in the right direction.
4: Um just just remember the name Danny Left-Hand to God Barlow. That's obviously borrowing from your nickname Right-Hand to God. Uh, that's what Ron Higgins would call you it, when you were winning all it, the APSE when I, awards.
8: When I was, that's exactly right. When I was, that's, when I was writing <laughs> with my exactly right hand to God. Uh, if you come out of the womb with that name, I like your chances. You know,
4: it's it's a hell of a name, and I'll tell you what: if you w- go watch the video, you see why they call it that. I mean, it it was it was devastating. It was a devastating. It was devastating. Oh God! Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it just it was like right in the middle of the dude's face. Oh my God! It was. Uh, yeah, it's 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 devastating. There's no doubt about it. So anyway, just just remember the name. I know you like to. You're up on your Memphis news now. This is a Memphis. Uh, this is a Memphis. 28 year old Danny Barlow, who is. Uh, you know, we just like to keep you updated, man, on on all bet. the comings and goings. You know,
8: goings. I, you know what I would say to that? I'd say bet
4: bet. Huh. Exactly right. Alright, uh, speaking well of, of bet, who would you bet on this weekend?
8: Memphis or Boise? Who? There's no reason to, there's no possible reason not to say Memphis in this circumstance. Like, what what possible reason does one have not to say yeah, Memphis? Yeah, I mean, that, that's how
4: time. it always works, right? You just, it's just an obvious bet. You just bet the team that's you better and say, then every, they well, always and win. And
8: I, They've honestly played well. They're playing at home. They're, they're honoring the 20th anniversary of the, uh, the first real bowl team in forever. I think it'll be a decent crowd in the, Missouri, in the Missouri loss. I thought they still played commendably. I think the more interesting question, not to tell you what is an interesting question or not, like
6: oh, thanks. who the hell
8: knows whether I've, whether, what, I'm, whether, what insight I really could have in the matchup specifically. But my question is how important is it?
4: Well, I mean, I think every game from here on out is going to be in its on its in its on its own sort of on its own face is going to be really important. Um, even the even the
8: important why? Let's let me let us. This is a scenario I laid out on on my show this morning. Let's say let's say worst like worst case scenario. Okay, they lose to Boise State. They're favored. They're slight favorites. Mm-hmm. They lose. Oh, that's tough, right?
4: Especially with I'm then, I'm there in the attendance.
8: And you. Yeah, you're, especially because you're there in a time. Riley's
4: first football game?
8: Mm. That'd be devastating for everyone involved. Um, and so then, then they're going to be underdogs to Tulane. They lose to Tulane. Mm-hmm. Okay? Then they got six games left. The, the, state's, the slate softens considerably. Okay? And they win four of those six games because they're not a bad team. But they just lost to Boise and they lost to Tulane. And then, oh, whatever, they go three and three or four and two. What happens? What happens is you have Ryan Silverfield back next. Like the worst case scenario, yep. there's, there is, there is, it's a must win if the goal is to, is to, to, to reignite excitement in the football program. Then <clears throat> everyone must win, right? That, yep. Then then doing something remarkable this year is must. But sh- but in, normally when you're talking about, eh, got to win this game, it's like, or the coach is going to get fired or something, right? Yep. Yeah. That's not the. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah, no. You know, I mean, it's they not existential. Lose to Tulane, and then they go four and two or three and three. But it
4: is. It is a. Uh, it is a juncture, though, because in the end, you are, the, the 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 long horizon here, is you have to restore some faith back into Ryan Silverfield from the fan base, excitement from the fan base about Ryan Sorfield's program. You would hope
8: that could happen. You would hope that could happen. I mean, look, at some point,
4: point, if if you're not excited about a team that's winning every game it plays, you're just being an idiot. I mean, that's kind of – No, 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 I acknowledge it. But I'm I'm saying if you don't win on Saturday, right, when you have opportunities like this, you have to win these sort of – you know, it's not even a coin flip. Memphis is favored. You have to win these games where you're a short favorite against unranked teams with a brand name, um, because it's really you don't you only have so many but, chances. Right, when you say you have to, my, in my, in my, in my, the my. vein of what we were talking
8: about, getting people right. to care, you have to in terms of getting people to care, so, and, uh, yeah, and eventually, and eventually, that's going to. What? Uh, well, the, uh, the other.
4: Or eventually point, they're going to test. they're going to say this is not good enough and we have to get somebody that's going to infuse some excitement and energy. Yes, at some point I don't know if that's after this season, probably not, but after next season, a uh, year after that, I mean, you know, yes, at some point, energy and momentum and all those uh, unquantifiable things do start to matter. If you're just going to be six and six or seven and five every year, yes.
8: And it is funny because you look it around and you do see it's possible to inject energy and excitement into a program. Obviously, the the Colorado the, that that's. That's extreme. Although it is That's funny extreme. looking back on it, I did last year write a column saying you owe it to yourself to call Dion. Right? Like, wow. do you remember that? I, I, I did. do I I wrote, remember. You got to call Dion. Mention it, yeah. And it, and it just and, got it
4: just got swept out of the rug. People called I mean, you it, a, a you, you, yeah. People it, flaming in liberal. The
8: end, in the end, do you think they would call, think they called Dion? Absolutely not. Absolutely not, and he wouldn't have come anyway, right? Let's play out. No, he wouldn't have come point. anyway.
4: But in, in 2019, could you? But have, I do you know... think
8: they should have called Dion. Even even last year, yeah. I You, know, I think you they should have called call, yeah. But Dion
4: Dion was interested in 2019. Now that was before I think he had gotten the Jackson State job, but right. um, and and so you wouldn't have given it to him then. But still, you know, there was even a
8: then, it would have been smart to give it to him, man. The uh, but, but but another example, for example, is is that. Uh, you
4: would have ripped Memphis if they hired Dion in 2019. You know 2019.
8: where? You know where? Uh, I probably would have because of his experience. Yeah, at, yeah, no experience, and Memphis was coming off its no, best no, year no, ever. Not because of it, but but because of his also his experience at the academy that he ran was not right. did not end well. But anyway, <laughs> I was going to say, you know where else there's excitement? There's excitement at Duke this year. Yeah, Mike Elko. Yeah, game, game day is going. I mean, you know, he's not Dion. Like he's not like some you know crazy superstar. No, but he's good um, and he wins. But he's good, and he wins. Peter, my son, I literally just got off the phone with Peter, and they have been instructed. I don't really understand this. They're turning off the water to all the dorms because of game day for some reason. So if you want to poop, they're telling you you've got to go to a porta potty or to an academic what in the dorm. world? But the door, like, like, what in the world? What, why, would, why would Lee Corso need the water? Like, what's the water for? But they're turning off the water. I would just hold it. I would just hold it out because of uh, in protest. And you can go to a porta potty or an academic building if you need to use the oh. facilities, oh. but you can't go to your dorm. All right. They're not. They're not. They may not be ready for the big time. They may not be ready clearly. For the big I mean, we are they going to have plumbing? Yeah, they're, they're Game true. day
3: hook up so, to your water?
8: Yeah. I mean, do that. Duke basketball never has Weird. to do this. I, I didn't really. I, I don't understand the connection between between game day arriving and number 2 but whatever they, my other point is there is excitement it, it, it actually is not impossible to create excitement at a
4: and you don't even and, and you don't even have to be and you don't even have, to be, don't have uh, to be uh a, uh don king you know what i mean like you it, 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 right. you could just you could just be uh, uh you yeah. know a guy that wins and has a good quarterback and puts up points you know like let yeah, your exactly. let your game speak uh and i think that it's that easy. will work just as well. So, yes, I mean, that is that is the charge for Ryan Silverfield because, as we've already talked about, like, he's just not a, a very charismatic personality in that way, so... He's going to have, I mean it's not that's not controversial is it? I mean is that a controversial it hurt statement? Me,
3: I don't know if it hurts Ryan, it hurts me when you say that about Do him. Do you think
4: Ryan thinks he's a kind of say it matter. may
3: be true but it hurts when you say <laughs> okay. it. Is that okay? Is it okay to hurt?
8: I mean, I guess man,
4: right. but I, I didn't think that was a remotely controversial yeah, statement. It hurt. It I hurt. it hurts. I think
8: people know that he is not the, the an electric salesperson on behalf of the university. Yeah, well, I mean, it's. I'm not program, calling him yeah. low energy like
4: Joe Biden or anything. I'm just saying like he's just not a he's just not a charismatic person. Like he's he's not. He's a, he's he's understated, no. you know. I mean, he's that's understated, and that's okay. It connects on a human level. Yeah, I don't I, look again. I, I'm not. He's 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 done a great job recruiting. He he spoke uh, Easy. Uh, uh, Igbo to uh, Obina as like he learned that. You know, he's a sharp guy. You don't have to be. You know.
8: <laughs>
4: if you smell the rock is cooking, you don't have to do that right, you know right. what I'm saying There's other ways to do it, but you got to win if that's your style. That's all you got to win and you got you to win a lot. Agreed. you know
3: what I'm saying. Jeff, are you preparing for a basketball season without DeAndre Williams?
8: I am psychologically prepared for a basketball yeah. season without DeAndre Williams, and okay. I think I'm more prepared than you two are because oh. oh well no, for this reason oh this reason I think I put less stock in his. Like, John was all, more John, he was all like, the the ceiling with DeAndre is very different than the ceiling. Like, this, they, these teams are very different teams. Yeah,
4: that's because and that's, that's me, true.
8: He convinced me a little bit of it, but I came in with the sense of all along that the ceiling for this team, with and without DeAndre, is the same. They can get to the Sweet 16 without him. They could get to a Final Four without him. The likelihood of reaching that ceiling Increases dramatically when you add DeAndre. The expectation I see what you're yes. becomes, yeah. as with DeAndre. Yeah, but I mean, you on you on that. that team, Chandler you Jones pack. <laughs> why why the hell can this team not get to the Sweet Sixteen? I honestly think because there, there, there their front be very very is, their front court is their front court is pretty lame. That's why there will there will be very little national attention given to this team. Uh, you know, but without unless DeAndre commits, if mm-hmm. he, if he commits, if he gets his waiver, then then there will be that that will bring yep. the spotlight a little bit back. But I think they're I think they're really good. I think they're really good. Okay, and yes, their front they're, they're, that's they're, why they won't get to the Sweet Sixteen. Their front Court is weak. They got Jordan Brown who averages nineteen points a game yeah, last week, and he's
4: not a rim protector. He's not that. I mean, and so you have he is not a you have you, you have, have okay. So here's what you're going to have. You're going to have Jordan Brown at the five, who's not a rim protector. Uh, you're gonna have uh, Nick Jourdain, who you know looks like he's gonna be okay, but is probably just a sort of role player type. David Jones is gonna be out of position. Then you have Malcolm Dandridge. So that's
8: th- David th- Jones is gonna be out of position, but they, the, the, David Jones is a monster rebounder. Well, what yes, the hell
4: he, do you is. he is. He is. So maybe that will work. But uh, we're out of time. Uh, I'd say it. Right, right time. We'll pick this conversation right, hey, up next the week.
8: Port-a-potty. Use porta potty. Use porta potty. That's the right. See you the they can't take a dookie.
4: Yeah, the Dukes. they can't. They unfortunately cannot do that for game day. But it's a sacrifice. I'm sure they're willing to make to have it there, though. It's going to be stanky around there. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll come back. Wrap it up, Jason and John. Hard to turn him. ESPN.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?